I know something was discussed, uh, the thermogenic effect of food, uh, certain types of food, carbs being more thermogenic. I think someone was talking about uh, protein um, and then the converting into carbs. So I wouldn't mind maybe elaborating a little bit on that and mm-hmm. um, on what that's like. And, and specifically yesterday, I ended up uh, eating a little bit too many carbs. Uh, I thought I had a lot more to spare at the end of the night making my dinner. Ended up going over by about 50 grams of carbs but I made sure I was under on my fats by about 15. Um, and this morning I, I didn't get on the scale. I was excited to start days off. So um, yeah, just ended up coming down and getting breakfast ready and forgot to weigh myself. But I was really interested to see kind of how that would have affected my weight this morning, eating a little bit more carbs, but a little bit less fat. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very, very good questions. And, and good to have you back, Jack. Um, we have the, the, the thermic effect of food can sound a little sexier than it really is, you know, as if that you can do things to really create this massive, you know, impact. And it can have a lot of impact if you're doing a lot of things wrong, but most of us already have the foundational elements kind of built into our diet. So, so the thermic effect of food is, if you remember yesterday's discussion on metabolism and how that's all cellular, you know, a lot of us tend to think there's some like, you know, like a, a thermometer type illustration in our body and we can just ramp up our metabolism and we're burning calories like crazy. And we use language like that, you know, you know, burn metabolism, boost metabolism or, or burn calories. But it's really just, you know, out of those, those, you know, hundreds of billions of cells in your body you know, every single one is doing activity and the speed of that activity collectively is, is the metabolism. So the thermic effect of food is how much work, how much extra stress are we putting on those cells to do work? And since a cell's primary job is to take in nutrition, like, like think of our whole body, like a cell, we take in nutrition and we do work. We take in nutrition, we do work. Every single cell in our body is the same. And so when we consume food, now we have nutrients going into our bloodstream to feed those cells. And proteins being very complex, being created by amino acids, which are nitrogen compounds, all of that is incredibly dense. It takes a lot of work for every single cell to break down and utilize amino acids. I mean, think of this like on a construction project. These are, these are the brick layers, the guy is using, you know, masonry blocks, like, like protein is just the most dense thing that we consume. So about 30% of the calories we derive from that protein actually get spent just in digesting and assimilating that protein. So every time we consume protein, you can say a third of these calories are automatically gone because they're going to be spent just breaking down the protein itself. Well, when you get to fat, it's 3% or less. And if you remember the illustrations, how fat just gets absorbed right into fat cells, like you're putting fat in your body and, and your fat cells just suck it right in because there's such long chain triglycerides <clears throat> that your body doesn't even want to try, doesn't want to even attempt using them as energy right now because it has glucose present, which is so easy. So your body says, let's just, let's just put, you know, stash that fat away into fat cells and forget about it. So, so almost 97 or more than 97% of the fat you consume 
will not get broken down in that digestive process won't get you know there won't be a calorie need to digest it because it's not actually getting digested so then we get to carbohydrates and historically if you look at textbooks they'll say it's only like five percent ten percent like they're also very very low but complex carbs are are much higher so you know the carb range a simple simple sugar is going to be almost like fat where it's just like your body's just going to use that right now doesn't take calories to digest it. The, the higher the complexity, then the more it is. So, so if you're getting the right amount of protein, you don't have to go overboard, but getting the, the top line amount and you're eating mostly complex carbs and you're limiting your fat, you're already at such a high standard for getting all of that thermic you know, effect of food. But you know, consider the people who don't. Consider the person who's just eating gas station convenience store processed foods all day, just high saturated fat, high sugar, you know, they're, they're totally at the bottom. So all of a sudden you get somebody eating much, much healthier, higher quality foods, and they could have, you know, probably a, an aggregate of 25% or so more calories being burned every day. And all they did was change the quality of their food. And so you talk about having an instant 25% increase in your metabolism you know, that's where the quality of thermogenesis can come in. But like I said, all, all of you guys are probably already there. Uh, but but to your to your last question, you know, very, very similar to me having, you know, more carbs last night, there's a good chance that you would have woken up a little bit heavier. But since it wasn't that massive of a, you know, big, gigantic feast, probably not. And, and you probably didn't even notice, you know, like, hey, my gosh, I feel softer, feel squishier today. It was probably too small. You, you did the perfect thing, Jack, by saying, okay, look, slight miscalculation. I'm higher in carbs. Can I mitigate this right now? And by reducing your fat by 15 grams, you know, you took a big chunk of those extra calories out. So I, I just don't think it would have affected you much at all today on the scale.